Daryl. Nick. As two men of this world who often watch a Fast and Furious movie, mm-hmm. we are long associated with several characters from this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Including characters from this franchise. That I will say have at times gotten the short end of the stick. But no one, Daryl, no one in this franchise has, in my opinion, been more slighted and more cast away into a corner of nothingness. Then while I was watching F9, The Fast Saga, The Director's Cut. Shall I elucidate? Please tell me. Now, Daryl, this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. In the Director's Cut of F9, The Fast Saga, which is two hours and 29 minutes long. Mm-hmm. There is a slightly extended sequence in which young Dom races against young Jacob mm-hmm. in order to see if Jacob will be cast out of society. In that extended sequence, we, we actually get a better glimpse of some young versions of members of the team. Mm-hmm. Purposefully put there in front of our eyes for us to witness mm-hmm. and to feel nostalgia for. Shall I go through them? <laughs> Please do. We obviously have Finney Bennett as mm-hmm. young Don. Right. We have the gentleman whose name I can't recall, Finn Cole, I think, as mm-hmm. young Jacob. I will not be naming any of the other actors from from here on out. We have a young lady who plays uh, a young Letty Ortiz, mm-hmm. who comes and says hello to Dom. And, and in the director's cut, this was something I was confused about before, was like, is this Letty, is this Mia... It's very clear in the director's cut. Young Letty. Yes. Then young Dom goes and says hi to his young sister. That's right. Mia Toretto. Then all of them go over and say hello to two more gentlemen. (laughs) Which I can only assume is a young Vince and a young Jesse. Mm-hmm. Who is missing from this equation, Daryl? Mm. Are you talking about young Leon? I am indeed talking about young Leon. So young Leon is in this movie. No, he's not. He is. You, I promise you he is. Because he's not. right before they start the race, there is a there's somebody in a car that goes homicide in whatever. We're clear to race. And guess who stands up out of the car and yells, clear, clear, clear. We've got a young Leon. 
present. You don't see his face. Is he wearing a Kobe brother. jersey <laughs> or whatever? He's not wearing a Kobe jersey, but he is for sure present. I don't know. I'm here. I'm all here to take issue with director Justin Lin, a man I hope never comes on the podcast. <laughs> Not since my favorite character in the franchise has been so slighted. I have to watch it again. Yeah, Fuck. you gotta check it out again. So Fuck. I, I've had the, I've had the. Um, I had an extra set of eyes this week because mm. um, I watched these on Amazon Prime. I went through and I purchased what I believed to be the extended cut. Mm-hmm. And I watched it very carefully. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I finished it. I was like, that was not the director's cut. Oh, so I had no. to go and I worked with Bezos. He gave me my 20 bucks back. And nice. then I watched the actual extended version. Do you have to day. call so Bezos? I, I didn't. I didn't call him. I okay. was able to access a person through chat support and navigate around some robots, and then the person gave me 20 bucks. Yeah. But I watched this movie twice, and the first time I actually thought I saw more of the young, of the young gang, the young mm-hmm. team, but after watching the Extendo, there's even more there's, of them. There's a bunch of it in the Extendo, yeah. and you know what? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's everything I ever want. I just do just get this group of people together. Fuck mm-hmm. young Jacob. We don't need him. Yeah. This can be directly after the events of that race occur, <laughs> occur. and just give them a fucking Netflix TV show. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome to me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, um. All right. Well. Now, you're like convincing me maybe I'm insane. I seriously was like looking around for young Leon and yeah. did not see him. And I seriously was like, you guys know there was another person, right? Like, y'all, y'all know this, right? Yeah. I mean, I know we've never talked about him in the eight movies since the first one. And maybe we should bring him up once in a while. <laughs> like, just... Mm-hmm. Maybe even just like, oh, fuck, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm pretty sure he's there. Because they, right. they add in the scene where they have, they call the cops and somebody gives them the clear, clear, clear. And that's the, and then they start the race. And you think that's young Leon? It's, it, there's only one person it could be. I like his haircut. I will right. say after all these watches, like initially I didn't think... Vinny Bennett was a close enough lookalike. Yeah. And now, I like that he's not. I think he looks exactly like he Dom. Or exactly like, like Vin Diesel. The more I watch it, the more the resemblance strengthens. I mean, straight up, I don't even care. Like, he, he he's slowly sort of slotting into the world of of just like he is the younger dom for me like mm-hmm. as the farther i get away from one and like the memory of young beautiful vin diesel like fades from my mind what creeps in in its place is vinnie bennett who is n- nailing it all the way around in this mm-hmm. movie. he's the best part of this movie by f- by a good margin for me mm-hmm. i yeah. agree 
Yeah, he's very solid in this movie. So we torture ourselves and we watch a Fast and Furious movie every week, Daryl. And we did watch F9, The Fast Saga, the director's cut this week. And how was your watch through? Now, I before you answer that question I just asked you, mm-hmm. I do want to say we apologies to listeners for taking a week off and not telling you. It's kind of an organic thing. Daryl and I usually text each other sort of later on in the week and figure out the time we're going to record, and we kind of just both didn't this week, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's part. I think it's part of the um, terrible I feel experience over Mm -hmm. here. (laughs) Yeah, I want. Yeah, I've been like watching the movies, but yeah, like I said, I watched this one twice. (laughs) Right. So you've watched. Eight, eight, nine, <laughs> nine. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Uh-huh. You got to keep that going, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked this. I like the extendo. I mean, I think the added, yeah, the things that they cut out are items that just aren't important enough for the theatrical release. And right. Those are the type of things that keep us going, really. Except... Right. Except the Tej and Ramsey scenes. I think those are all garbage. Yeah, I kind of do too. Right? Like it's, they're there, yeah. Yeah, they're sitting there comparing who knows more model numbers for uh, oh fax machines. Oh, yeah. Solid. I mean, you oh. my, my history with the director's cuts, for the most part, I hate to say this, but like, I usually think they're not as good. Mm-hmm. And I, I know people will be like, what? It's like, the, it's the director's vision of this. I hate to say this, but like, I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, the studio was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good to cut this thing. Um, and for those Tej and Ramsey things, like. <sighs> yeah. I was not into it. I. I will say, I well, well I, mainly because I don't think this movie really gives Ramsey any agency of her own for the most mm-hmm. part, right? Like, I'm not trying to criticize too much. I think it's a pretty good movie, but like, things she does in this movie is argue with Tej about hacking, hack, not know how to drive a car, and then like get hit on by Tej. Mm-hmm. And that's. Kind of it, right? Yeah. She like I think I'll, figures some Project Ares stuff out, I guess. Right, right. And I think the extended scenes, and honestly, the more uh, the more we see of Tej in these later movies, the less cool he is. So if he was ever, I mean, he was definitely cool and too fast. Totally. Agree. And the more they the more they layer on this super nerd, uh, flirty man agree. thing. It's because no it's like you got two of them now. Mm-hmm. Just make Tej Ramsey. Like give Ramsey all Tej's shit to do. Mm-hmm. And like fire harpoon guns, you know? And like do the numbers. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Right. Can you imagine if the end of this was like Ramsey had to go up in the, in the <laughs> fucking rocket ship? <laughs> Be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, all this being said, I kind of think Tyrese is like the heart and soul of this movie. 
<laughs> a little bit. Yeah. More yeah. so than Vinny Bennett? No. Vinny Bennett? No, totally devoid of, like, performance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this movie does kind of cast Tyrese in this, like, introspective role. <laughs> right? like, you're taking the least introspective character... Uh, and like you're you're slotting him into the like all of the sort of meta introspective things in this movie are given to him. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, but he also is like kind of turned into a sweetheart. Whereas like, you know, Dom's like when we realize it's Jacob, it's Dom's brother. He's like, this is all me. And Tyrese is like, nah, man, we're together. Whatever is on you is on us. Mm-hmm. I got like goosebumps watching mm-hmm. that a little bit, you know? So I do think um, as much as Tej has sort of, for me in this movie, gone down in stock a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe... Tyrese is on the up. Maybe Tyrese is a little bit on the If they keep playing with this... And keep making him this sort of introspective, Ooh, sort of yeah. elucidating character. Sort of the character to, as the mechanism for their meta-narrative. I could see that working. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, back to that scene like we're here for you, Dom. I think it's kind of... Maybe one of the things that doesn't connect for me is that um, Roman's loyalty is... Really to Brian, and I think mm. it got trans. I think it got transferred over to Dom, but you know, just through Fast Five, I guess we did one robbery together, and now like I will give my life and everything for you. Yeah. Mm. If Brian were in the picture, yes, but it's almost. I think it's a little bit unusual that how that has played out. I. Agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I hadn't really considered that. I don't know about the loyalty. I feel it as much as the loyalty thing, but I think that like Roman's character's strong points up into till the later movies were all to do with his interplay with Brian. Mm hmm. That, like, their friendship made sense in a way that the friendship between Dom and Roman kind of doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was like you had the goofball and you had the cool guy who was like, this guy's such a goofball, (laughs) you know? And there's something about Dom's character that, like, can you imagine Roman walking into the Toretto's grocery and like annoying Dom and like Dom putting up with it or finding it something he wants to like hang around when he's, you know, not really. Right. 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 There's almost a sense of like, isn't Dom annoyed by this in a way Mm -hmm. Um, that makes it hard for us to feel like Roman is so much a part of the, so much a part of the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
What did you think of the extended uh, Letty and Mia scenes? Good. Yeah. I mean, it might be, yeah. When I was watching them in theaters, I was like, give me more of this. And then they gave me more of it. I was like, yeah. Sounds cool. They do that. They had that one. They're kind of. They expand the search for Han. Mia and Letty are playing detectives, and they go to. Or I don't know. Was that in the original one where they went into his garage? Han's garage. Um, they broke in a window, and they show like a covered up car. They walk past some shells, and they yeah, go into I an think office. so. It's hard to remember, to be honest. We watched it... The last time we watched this movie was with this Jamie, like, two months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a little hard to recall. So, I think that was an, I think that was an extended cut add-in where yeah. they went into... It was kind of weird because I think that space was intended to be, like, the garage that they were living in in Tokyo Drift, but... It also mm, de- doesn't look like... A, no, that's not one of those chill spots. Yeah, it TM. doesn't look like it was no. a haunt spot, and no. it was it was weird. You can tell the way that they had filmed it. Also, like you could, it was very much a set in a way that we had never really seen in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So they do like a pan across, and then they do like a raise, and then you see over the top of the room. Yeah, right, the I see. They're like breaking the sort of illusion a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they yeah, then they do. I, I I can see why that scene was cut because they are trying to talk through connection between Mister Nobody and Han and there's just Michelle. a lot to get through. Yeah, in that scene, yeah. yeah. Most of these scenes, I understand why they were cut. Like I, mm-hmm. and I also sort of understand why the young, you know, the young team stuff was cut. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like, do you need this? in this movie for this narrative to push along? Or can we cut this and get another minute out of this movie? Mm-hmm. I get that. Excuse me, I'm really tired. Um, I just, uh, some of the things that were cut I like and some of the things that were cut I don't mind that they ended up on the chopping room floor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think some of that stuff, though, is pretty good. The Tokyo stuff mm-hmm. with Mia and Letty. I mean, Mia and Letty dynamic is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like them hanging out together and punching and kicking people. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a nice reveal for Han. I wish that was the Han reveal versus in the warehouse where they're, like, they show him on, they're like, you guys are never going to believe this. It's mm-hmm. fucking Han is back. I wish it wasn't in the trailer. I wish it wasn't in the warehouse. I wish it was just like Mia and Letty go in search of a girl whose parents created Project Ares, right? That they mm-hmm. they knew that the parents were killed. This girl's still out there somewhere. They go, they find some clue. They go to find her. They kick, kick, punch, punch, fall out of the mm-hmm. thing into the Tokyo streets. Ba- guys are coming up, about to surround them, shoot them. Who? Wait, what? Huh? They're up on the roof. Maestro Hanster. You know? I feel like that works better. I mean, the improvement there is that, I mean, Han Han doesn't need to have that big sniper rifle. Really, the move is they find this girl, they're running out, and... 
Oh, Somebody pulls up in a yeah. cool car, opens the doors, I get in, and then you see Han there. Yeah. That's the way to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> rules. That rules. Right? That rules. Put, put one more car in the movie, and that's yeah. it. That's, that's your reveal. Way better than having Han behind a sniper rifle. Except he's not that really that guy. Um, yeah. I agree. I think that's good. And I don't like, you're right, because that, that honestly, like, one of my complaints about the Han stuff, like, which I don't think is good in this movie. I'm just putting it out there. Like, I don't think any of the Han shit in this movie is very good. And 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 that's not to say that, like, um, Han isn't good uh, or, yeah, whatever. He's not a good character or whatever. But... I just think, like, there's something about the rewriting of his character in this movie that irks me. And like I was saying the last time we talked about it, or maybe a couple times ago, was that, like, his thing in Tokyo Drift is that, like, he's so fucking lonely and, like, lost. Mm -hmm. And the Giselle stuff really built that into a backstory that made tons of sense and was good Mm -hmm. and then like this movie is like yeah he was like lost and lonely but also he was like a super secret agent spy with like guns and was aries and you know Mm -hmm. mr nobody and all this crap like that's kind of stupid right you know so not as into that thing um i do have a question for you Mm mm-hmm and maybe I have just missed this the three times I've seen this movie. Maybe there's a name out there that I am not catching when I watch this movie. So is is Cardi B supposed to be Cardi B? Or is Cardi B like is is the joke that like Cardi B is like a, a super operative? Like Cardi B the rapper is also a super operative. <laughs> Or is it is Cardi B playing a character that is like a super operative coming to save she, Dom? Yeah, so she's playing a character. I think okay. I think Dom calls her by name in the armored car. Isn't her name Laura or something? I, I but, straight up had, have not caught. That's why I'm like asking this question because I, mean, I have yeah. not caught the name. Yeah, and I think. This time when I was watching it, it's like, is this supposed to be the joke that she is Cardi B? World famous, like, rap superstar? Because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of funny, actually. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There's a lot exchanged in that um, in that armored car. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. I, I thought there was supposed to be more Cardi B in the extended version, but... From what I could tell, it was just still the armored car. Nope, same amount of Cardi B. Okay, so I think like the exchange that they have is Dom is saying, uh, or Cardi is saying, "Hey, like come a long way since stealing gas in the DR," which I presume they were okay. doing together. Or could have been also Cardi B doing mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know but, her history. <laughs> yeah, but then Dom also refers to some other person. I couldn't tell if it was. Yeah. Show, I am seeing like, here on IMDb show. her name in the movie is Lisa. Lisa. So, yeah. 
Not yeah. as good, I feel like, though. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if Dom was implying that he and Lisa had worked directly together or he mentioned somebody else's name. So it's like, oh, like I know this other person and she took care of you and then that's how you got to be. Wouldn't it be better? Know. Not that we should spend these <laughs> podcasts talking about what would be better. Mm-hmm. I think it would be better, no offense to Cardi B, if Under the Helmet it is our Lady M, Isaac Gonzalez, tying tying the two, the spinoff to the main franchise in a way that you wouldn't have to deal with Jason Statham, really, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. have to deal with The Rock. You don't have to, like, deal with those guys, but you still get to sort of, like, bring the Hobbs and Shawness into this. I agree. That's exactly like what I was thinking. Yeah. I also, like, I think there isn't, I think they were trying to do that. Like, you I, think that it, was the deal? Yeah. I mean, not that they were trying to get Isaac Gonzalez, but I, I think the way they unveiled that, it's, you're supposed to think that Lisa Cardi B is part of that crew. At that least, crew? I definitely did. Yeah. yeah entire, I mean, for real, feels, it's like got the exact same vibe. Right. It's not to me explicit though, hmm. but it does yeah. have the, they have the exact same vibe. It's the same vibe, and also um, it's Mommy Shaw that brings Dom to the party. Does she do that because she's setting him up, or because he asked her to do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't think she set him up. She likes mm-hmm. Dom. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right that Mommy Shaw does. Pick him up, and the Shaws obviously have a connection to that organization. So maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the same org. Or maybe there can be two organizations of like cool lady spies and secret agents, sterile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's room in this world for lots of different stuff. So. I agree. Uh, Yeah, what else I got this week? Not a ton. Actually, I wrote a couple things down. Mm-hmm. They spent a little more time explaining where little Brian goes. Mm-hmm. To, like, make it make I actually, like, I thought it made sense. Mia takes him. Then Mia shows up, and she's like, he is with Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. And, like, I even those two little things, I was like, this makes a lot more sense and doesn't leave us wondering, like, what the fuck happened to the kid. <laughs> right. right. I like that. Uh, I got other little nitpicky things. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? Um, the last one I had was, they call it, so in the, what do you call it, like the super van that the that they're trying to hack out of. Yeah, they have a name for it. They call it the Beast. Yeah, that thing's stupid. No, very. It stupid. also, like, I think the unrealistic physics of that scene is just more offensive than even like the whatever thirty mile long airplane strip, and even even in. Um, like Fast Six, all of the flying cars over the interstate. This seemed 
even less physically possible. Yeah. There's also no, there's no guns on this thing. And yeah. it has the same feel as the, uh, the GM car drone takeover. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is just slippery. The best and- version of this that they've done is the bus on seven. Agreed. Right? right, the bus on seven is dynamic, it's real, and there's guns on it. Yeah, and there's people fighting on it. Yeah, this is just a moving stick, which you can't see inside of it. Like it's nothing. Did we it's get nothing. any more of it either in this cut? I don't. I don't think so. But I was expecting sort of you know that thing where like Tej and Rome have like the big speech and they're going to crash the Fiero into the thing. And then it like flashes to Dom, sort of infiltrating that truck. And yeah. I was like, they. I, I swear, when I was watching the standard cut, I was like, there must be a cut somewhere where this is expanded, but not Nothing. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, and when Dom goes in there, the thing is empty. There's nothing in there. It's not, there's like nothing. Makes no sense, right? Like, where did the bad guy go? It'd be cool if there was like some sort of saw contraption in there yeah. for him to fuck with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or even if they like, you know, even if it was more like London bus style and they like got the roof off of it, at least you could interact with it. In this case, is just a moving block. It doesn't do anything. You don't have to do the mission and chase the bad guys at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can have two concurrent scenes where one is the mission. You're info, you've got part of the team infiltrating some kind of thing. And then you've also got a car chase going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that's almost... I mean, I, nah, you know, I'm trying to bring this thing into a world that's like has, it has left long ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. We're flipping the beast over with two cars, like rubbing it against its wheels and shit. Like we're we're way back. Yeah. We're past I'm, that point. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the grenade over here and kick flip the uh Yeah. Kick flip the beast. The word vehicular warfare was an inflection point in the series. And the writers of the series like have grabbed onto that phrase and been like this is what the series is about. It's about mm-hmm. vehicular warfare, and that's what we're going to do, and it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, the other really thing I got was about the um, the space scene. Mm-hmm. Liked it a lot more. Yeah. One thing I really like is, like, Tej and Roman in the car feel like the whole thing is done on a green screen and it feels very much like an old timey sort of like car like movie you know where they rear project the street behind them and stuff mm-hmm. there's just like something you know kind of slapsticky about it that's like it feels very like classic movie you know mm-hmm. i like that part the other part that i thought was kind of funny was that like t- roman at one point it's about to start the engines up to like go towards the satellite, mm-hmm. and Tej is like, "Do you know what you're doing?" He's like, "Your numbers is your thing, man. Like my thing is driving." Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in space, the th- moving around is 
almost entirely still numbers. <laughs> like it's it's all sorts of fucking complicated math up there. Like the skill of pushing a pedal and steering a wheel has nothing to do <laughs> do with it for the most part, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I were Tej, I'd be like, exactly. So I should handle this part, right? Where we move closer to the satellite and navigate in orbit of the earth. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Nitpicky. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh. I mean, at that point, the whole numbers stuff is so dumb. Like, yeah. Tej, you're not a numbers guy, okay? If you really were the numbers guy, you wouldn't have gotten in that Fiero and lost yourself in this. You're a numbers guy in that, like, you understand, like, odds and betting and are a bookie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But statistically, Pat? yeah, statistically, you're going to die up there. They should also, have said Ramsey. They should have said Ramsey. Also, I mean, I think it probably goes without saying. I'm not sure if I have to, if we have to consult the audience in terms of whether or not. Nas is useful at all in space? Yeah. I don't know. I would... Okay, so our friend Joe sent us a video of Nas being expelled from an engine block of some sort. Mm-hmm. At, like, a big amount of Nas at a pretty, like, fast. It didn't move the engine block. I will say that. So that was the sort of the point of the video he was trying to show me. It was like it didn't move anything, so it like wasn't propelling something. Mm-hmm. More video evidence against the idea that like it could potentially propel a harpoon. But we're not sure. Right. Debate's open on that. <laughs> I do will say, though, like in space, if you empty a canister of something, mm-hmm. you know, you have the reactive force right pushing There's no resistance it's, not, it's weightless it's not like pushing yeah. the fiero is any harder than pushing the you know like a person or whatever mm-hmm. so maybe 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 it works <laughs> saying yes for now mm-hmm. maybe joe will weigh in oh do you want to do, some, do shout some shouties yeah what do you want to shout out to this week? I'll shout out. I'll go first. Sure. I have an anti shout out this week. To a person. To Ooh. a specific person <laughs> that I am going to lambast on the podcast in public. Mm-hmm. Former friend of the podcast, Sandy Sue, <laughs> has done me a little dirty. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A little peeved. Sandy Sue is one of the great wedding dates of all time. As Daryl, I think you might know. Yeah, we've gone to a wedding together. Yeah, I've gone to a wedding with Sandy Sue also. Mm-hmm. It was hella fun. Mm-hmm. And hella is not a word I've ever used before. <laughs> all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was gonna, I'm going to a wedding next weekend in Atlanta, and I had long ago invited Sandy Sue to go with me. Partially because I knew she was going to be-ish in Atlanta at that time, but also because Sandy Sue's a friend of mine. I'd like her to come with me to this wedding. We can make it happen, even if you're not in Atlanta. Like, well, let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. She bailed. Ooh. 
Straight bailed. <laughs> Straight up ditched. Mm. So now I am going to this wedding stag. Mm-hmm. Which I'm mm, mixed about. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. It's nice to have a person, a point person to come back and talk to. Right. Right. You don't have to do quite as much mingle work. Right. And, uh, yeah, tough. How close are you to the wedding party? Or, like, are you going to know a lot of people or almost none? Mm, I'm going to know some people. It's my college roommate is getting married. and mm-hmm. uh, Or one of them. Uh, so I, there's a couple guys, I'll, I'll, a core sort of three or four or five guys that I will know there. Mm-hmm. Do I love all of them? Mm. Mm. You know, am I a different person than like the... 12, 10, 12 years ago when I last saw some of these people? Yeah. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So it's like, I feel a little high and dry, left high and dry. Hmm. So like, fuck you, Sandy. <laughs> Shit. It's my shout out this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sandy, I hope you're doing well. In I don't. <laughs> hope you're dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> what do you want to shout out to this week? <laughs> uh, I'm giving a pro shout out to nice. Good. Halloween in Brooklyn. I think it was very nice. I think this was the perfect kind of weekend setup for mm. Halloween. And like Friday, um, they had all the school celebrations. A lot of kids. I saw like five Supermans down the block over cool. here. The parents are dressed up. Cool. Talking off all their kids. I think everybody had a really good time. Uh, Saturday was for the adults to party. I went to a bike punk thing. Nice. That was pretty fun. Saw a little on your uh, Instagram, a little costume. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. I went just before it got dark and then left yeah. before it got rowdy, nice. which is the perfect Perfecto. dose of that exactly. type of thing. And then today it was sort of a family day. Everybody got to chill. My, yeah, there's a lot of really beautiful decorations out in my neighborhood, and people had like a nice walk around the neighborhood. Do a little trick or treat? Nice. Yeah, I the Sunday trick, trick or, or treat does seem to me to be the ideal trick or treating mm-hmm. because, like, you can do it. Like, you don't have to worry about homework and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, also. Uh, you can't stay out too late because you got school the next day. That's right. That's right. So it seemed like the perfect Halloween weekend, and it seemed like there are a lot of families, people out there, mm. very festive. And mm. I think just the level of comfort around COVID stuff is uh, pretty good. That's good. So yeah. people seem to have a good time. So Were people masking it up outdoors, or were they like... Mm, not really. Semi-semi. I mean, yeah, whatever semi- you want to do is like good. I feel like. Yeah, but you could tell people were like if they were giving if they were passing out candy and stuff. They had like a nice, I don't know, like COVID sort of good. safe looking thing. that rules. Yeah, so we were just out this afternoon walking the dog around the neighborhood, but it seemed like people were out and about enjoying themselves. 
Sounds great. I hate Halloween and I've, I've never... I mean, I like candy, so I put up with it when I was mm-hmm. younger. And our neighborhood was Daryl. Yeah. The best. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the houses were pretty close together. So you just like... Bop, 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 for like rows and rows and rows of streets. Yeah. Um... So we spent hours out there just dumping candy into these pillowcases that we had mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, come back and eat it. Um, but I have often, I've, I really have, have never felt comfortable dressing up in a costume. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of my least favorite things to do. Mm. And even in college, I would go to the Halloween parties, but mm-hmm. I would try to find a costume that was like, I didn't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, do too much. Do too much. Yeah. I think as adults now, I think it's an acceptable thing to wear um, just Halloween colors. I think if, you wear, if you're wearing oh, black and yeah. orange on Halloween, like, you're good. Like, That seems cool to it. me. Right? Mm-hmm. Or just get a pin. I think that's a very cool the, way to do yeah, it. Yeah, get a pin. One pumpkin pin, boom. Boom. Amen. I mean, boom. Hey, I, want, I want everybody to enjoy ourselves and... Here we go. We got the pin. Yeah. A little pumpkin pin. Um, yeah. Well, good. Shout out to like Halloween in Brooklyn. You know, I'm glad you had like a good time. I'm glad like the families had a good time. You know. Yeah. Participating in sin. <laughs> <laughs> Candy sin. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, next. Okay, so... Uh, if you want to participate with us, you can at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. We are No One Likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram. No One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. Please do that, actually. It'd be very, very, very cool. Or just give us five stars or like four stars or like whatever you got for us. Throw it our way. Um, now, Daryl mm-hmm. Wong, next week, in the uh, most excruciating cycle experience. We, ha- we haven't come up with a good name for it, so. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we are watching, we have watched 8899, we're going to watch three, Tokyo Drift. Good. Bad, bad. Very bad. But good. Very bad, but good. And now, famously, you and I, for the past like two or so cycles, have been very low on this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So we shall see if that trend continues, or if this potentially has a bump in our spirits. Mm. Excited to find out. <laughs>